great high priest whose name is love, whoever lives and pleads for me. My name is graven on his hands. My name is written on his heart. I know that while in heaven he stands, no tongue can bid me thence depart.
Region. My name is Sharissa and this is the Looking Up program and joining me in studio today is of course the wonderful Pastor Danny. Welcome Pastor Danny. Thank you Sharissa, good to be back. <laughs> we would always have you back. <laughs> and of course we're joined by the wonderful producer oh, Shell. indeed, indeed. <laughs> who is going to keep us uh, filled with some good music today as well. So we have so much to talk about. This is going to be an epic program I'm told. <laughs> Huge abs- oh, th- Pastor this, Danny's this. coming with lots to oh, share. Oh boy, there's like so I'm really pages and pages it. of stuff going on telling us Jesus oh. is coming, is drawing ever near. Amen, amen. All right, well, Pastor Danny, would you like to share with us, for our listeners' sake, what are we going to be talking about today? Well, today we're going to continue this journey um, that we've been in. We've been looking at uh, the signs of Jesus coming, and we've been taking a look in particular regarding the pendulum swing um, that the Bible predicts will happen at the very end of time when the way the world is right now will dramatically and drastically change. So we started last week to really unpack that, and today um, we're going to be taking a look at that through through a number of news items um, and, and social trends, and we're going to look to combine Scripture with that. So it's going to be pretty full on. I'm not quite sure what it's going to look like, how it's all going to come together, but I'm praying that it's going to come together. All right. One of these organic programs oh, which covers be. all things and everything yes, in one go. Well, absolutely. we're looking forward to it. I know I am, and I hope our listeners receive a wonderful blessing just from joining us on today's program. We want to make a couple of little announcements just to let you know that because this is a live broadcast and today it's coming to you on Wednesday, the 28th of June. Can you believe it? We've passed how, halfway. I know. It's, it's crazy. Almost in July. Um, but yes, because it's a live broadcast, we'd love to hear from our listeners. If you have a comment or a question, even a prayer request, something that you'd like us to pray for you about, then please get your phones and text us on our studio number, 04888-17624. Or if I say that slightly differently, 0488-817624. We'd love to hear from you. And also, if you want to go and check out any of our previous episodes, you can do so by going to the faithfm.com.au website, and there you can browse all the programs on this channel, this radio station rather, as podcasts. And uh, if you don't already, we want to encourage you also to get the Faith FM app because I know that not always do we have great um, tower coverage here in the Newcastle region, but if you have the app, then as long as you have data, well, you can be heard. 
you can hear the Faith FM broadcast. And I would like to uh, just let you all know that today's going to be a bit of a special one because we are taking a break next week from a live broadcast. Is that right, Pastor That's Danny? right. That's so right. we'll have something else, um, maybe a replay of the past, maybe this episode, mm. I don't know. But something wonderful will happen at this time next week. And then I'm actually off on a little uh, holiday. Adventure. Quite the adventure. I'm going over to the country of our friend, Joe. <laughs> wow, how exciting. The land of the free and the home of the brave, yeah, the very brave. I'm looking forward to coming back and sharing with you my experience. Oh, so boy. I'm sure I'm going to see a few things. It's going to be phenomenal. So you will be like our ears and our eyes on the ground. You'll I be there. Be. We won't need any news headlines. That's You'll be right. right there in the thick of it. I'll come back and tell you everything that's happening in, in the state of California. <laughs> oh, oh, have mercy. We're going to be talking a little bit about that today. Are we? <laughs> yeah, we oh, are. Awesome. California's always in the news. I mean, the U.S. is in the news every single day. Yeah, and the news isn't that great. And it's not that great, no. But it is telling us that Jesus is coming soon. Absolutely. So um, that's what I will be doing. And uh, what about you, Pastor? Well, I'll be going up to Queensland um, next week. I hope my dad's not listening to this episode, actually, (laughs) because it's a surprise. surprise? (laughs) It was a surprise. So, Dad, if you're listening, I just ruined the surprise. Surprise, surprise, surprise. That's what Goma Pyle used to say. (laughs) Do you remember that? Shelly's nodding her head, so she watched Goma Pyle. He used to say, surprise, 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 in his big, uh, like, southern accent. Um, Anyway. So yeah, my um my niece is having a birthday. It's her birthday this coming Sunday, actually July two. And my birthday happens to be five days later. Oh, so how exciting! No, you won't be here. It's easy to remember. You can remember next year if you're here seven seven. You're the July 7th? 7-7, seven, seven, that's it. I'm 7, seven September. 7-7-71. Seven, 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 I'm telling you, it's all the sevens. Um, so seven's my favorite number. Nine it's two. God's perfect number. Amen. And when he created me, God said that was just perfect. Well, you know, so, anyway, on, on we'll, that note, we should talk about the Sabbath gift. <laughs> yes, the Sabbath gift. Or the Sabbath challenge. Yes, the Sabbath challenge. So we're still in June. Literally, just um, our listeners, if you're interested in the June Sabbath promo, we have a special book called The Sabbath Gift that is being given away this month. And so you need to text in the words Sabbath Gift. Mm-hmm. Sabbath Gift. Is that correct, my friend, Shell? I think it's, um, I'm just trying to find it here. The Sabbath gift? You just text in Sabbath. Oh, text in. And then you'll get the book, The Sabbath Gift. Okay, there you go, there you go. So you text the word Sabbath to the number? 0488-817-624. Okay, so the word Sabbath to that number we've just quoted, which is our our, um, number that we have here, and uh, we'll get that to you ASAP. So you want to, yeah, take the time to enjoy the Sabbath from Friday sunset to Saturday sunset. Take time to worship God, spend time with family, rest. And it's it's nearly the end of June. It is. But you want to continue it through to July and every Sabbath. Why I mean, not? I Take mean, this, the June challenge into July. Absolutely, absolutely. So God designed the Sabbath to be every single week. Yeah, uh, yeah, a time with God. I love the Sabbath. It's the highlight of every week for me. Absolutely. Well, Simon Korolskilovi is going to bring to us a song.
that was an epic version of Oh, the Deep Love of Jesus. Mm. I loved it. I'm sorry, I got so lost in the track, I forgot we were going live again. I was like, wow, what a song. Well, you're listening to the Looking Up program this afternoon. We're coming to you live here from the Hunter region, and it is Wednesday, the 28th of June. And uh, we just would like to uh, open up now. It's our new segment. We will have a uh, giveaway that we will tell you about in a little bit later in today's program. But for now, Pastor Danny, you've been telling us previously before that song that there are lots of things happening in this world that tell us that Jesus is coming back soon oh, as yes, the King indeed. of Kings and Lord of Lords. Oh, it's a great highlight of the Bible. Absolutely, absolutely. And we're going to plunge into that in just a moment. But before that, oh. I want to find out what's happening in the Tarosian household with oh. their little friend, little friend Judah. <laughs> Our little listeners Judah. like an update. How is little Judah doing? What's he doing? He has started solids. Solids? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, he started solid. What? Shell, How old is he? And, he's, all, he's about six months now. Six months already? Almost six months, yeah. Officially on the wow. 4th of July, he's six months. But wow. uh, yeah, he he's almost sitting up without being held. Like he can almost, he loves, he's very strong. He loves standing at the moment. You mm. hold him and he loves being on his legs and puts his arms out like he's flying everywhere. You wait till he's been on an airplane that's coming. He'll be flying everywhere forever. <laughs> <laughs> But no, he's he's doing really well. Oh, that's good. Wow, on solid six months. So you guys will be ready to almost start having like another baby soon one of these days. Oh, no, no, How no. exciting. <laughs> We've still got one and one's <laughs> keeping us very busy right now. <laughs> oh, wow. How exciting, how exciting. And um, yeah, I just wanted to give a plug. This last Saturday, um, I had a message on forgiveness. Well, I've got a series on forgiveness that I'm doing there at my church at Bullaroo Church. People can go online, actually go to the Bullaroo SDA Church uh, website and it's online there. Now we've managed to load up the, the messages. And what was really powerful, I had a woman there who I know, she lives in Kurumbong, where I live, and her daughter was murdered um, at the age of 21 wow. back in 1999. And so she shared her testimony. I interviewed her as part of my sermon she shared her testimony of what had ha- what happened and also how God enabled her to work through that and to be able to forgive um, the offender and to seek to reconcile even with his family. Very, very powerful. There were tears, people were moved, and she really encouraged people in the area of forgiveness. And that's a, a, that's a huge subject for it all is. of us. And it's very practical. So anyway... That was really, really powerful. And so if people want to tune in and check that out, just go to the Bullaroo SDA Church website and there in the sermon section you'll find the sermon. I think I entitled it The Power of Forgiveness. Mm. The Power of Forgiveness. So it was the second part. I've got another part this coming Saturday and then um, a final one in a couple of weeks' time. So, yeah, forgiveness, it's just so important. Mm -hmm. So important. It's part of the Lord's Prayer. I've heard someone say to err is human and to forgive is divine. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So God's forgiveness and how we can we can um, have that forgiveness from God, not just from him, but how he can give that to us to share with one another. Very, very powerful. So, yeah, just thought I'd just share that. Now, okay, where are we going to start? This is, this is the question. Where are we going to start? I just want to share something that I've been meaning to share in the last uh, few weeks, but because there's been so much other stuff going on, I haven't been able to share. There was an ABC, um, uh, uh, ABC News item back at the beginning of June. 
And the headline was over 3.5 million Australians aged 14 or over vape or smoke, a new data has revealed. How many? Over 3.5 million Australians. They either smoke or they vape. Now, as you as you probably are aware, vaping is kind of the new craze, the new trend, and there's all these um, these catchy um, looking, you know, vaping um, devices, and you know, with flavors and so on and so forth that are really attracting, especially the young. And uh, the article went on and shared that this is the first time we've seen an increase in teen smoking since the early to mid-1990s. Wow. So the numbers were going down, and all of a sudden with this vaping and with these, with these new items that are on the shelves that look really cool and hip and fun and, you know, they've put taste in them in all these different flavors – um, young people in particular uh, are jumping on the bandwagon. And it said that had been um, an increase, um, unfortunately, you know, from where was it, 7.3% of the population to now almost 9% of the population of Australia. Mm. And the, the numbers um, of the young is going through the roof. Like at the moment, 14 to 17-year-olds, yep. about 14% of them are vaping or smoking. Wow, that's shocking. Yeah, 18 to 24-year-olds, nearly 20% of them. And so, yeah. They're breathing these harmful chemicals. This is just horrible, absolutely horrible. I'm just looking it up here as you're talking here, and this causes irreversible damage, lung damage, lung disease, in some cases death, as well as cardiovascular um, disease as well. Yeah, it's interesting because... uh, the three age groups, 14 to 17, 18 to 24, and 25 to 34, they are all going through the roof. Mm. They are all going through the roof. The 25 to 34 age group, about 17% of them wow. are smoking. So this vaping has been the game changer for the tobacco industry mm. because their profits were going down um, and because you know less and less people smoking mm. because we're well informed now and you know you just don't have an opportunity to smoke in many places but this vaping has really changed the whole culture and uh, you know the even even the um, you know the social the social um, well I'm trying to find the word here you can maybe I'll try you know socially acceptable mm-hmm. so now vaping is seen as socially acceptable more so than than smoking interesting shell looks like she wants to weigh in go yeah. go shell I feel that uh, in Australia especially they were having such a low rate of smoke smoking you know they were getting it down to such a very low percentage of Australians that were actually smoking cigarettes when vaping came out and at the time that it came out so many people who had quit smoking were all told that this is this isn't bad for you Mm. and you can do this and still have your old habit and there we've got these great flavors and different things and so everybody got back into it got re-addicted and then they were like oh oops i guess it is bad for you sorry about that you know and so now but they've already got everybody everybody back into it and it is a much cooler way of going about it now supposedly yeah it, and it's really interesting and this is going to be a common theme that we're going to look at today covid was like a major springboard for the numbers going up wow so covid big springboard for a lot of things yes. and we, we're going to be talking talking to some stuff in in the area of you know 
what's going on in morality and how yep. COVID was a springboard for that in yep. a major way. Yep. So here we have, yeah, here we have COVID um, as, as, a, as a big trigger to have these numbers rise. Um, and so, yeah, it's not very good at all. It's, it's, it's really sad and it's very horrific that the young people are being caught up in it. So the young people, as we're going to discover today, they're being caught up in a whole bunch of things. Absolutely. So I don't know if you want to share anything on that, but we want to encourage people, if you're struggling, if you've got family or you yourself are struggling with, with smoking or vaping, let us know. We, we'll be able to point you in a direction that you can get some help and some assistance because the Adventist Church was actually at the forefront. I think it was like the lead agency in helping people quit smoking. We used to call it the five-day plan. You know, many moons ago, like I think back in the 60s, maybe even the say, 50s. That's before I was born. Yeah, long, long time ago. It was called the five day plan. Um, then, you know, got a name change. But yeah, we've been at the forefront of enabling people to, to quit smoking. So it's, it's a serious issue. It's one of the, it's one of the hardest addictions to kick. It really is. Addictions are a very hard thing to kick, no matter what they are. Yeah. But the wonderful thing that when we have, the Bible mm. is, the, is the truth that God is a strong tower and the righteous, Amen. we can run to him for help Amen. and he, he wants to help us break free. In fact, Amen. Jesus said, I came to give that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Absolutely. So, and that's why Paul says, you know, in Philippians 4.13, the most, one of the most famous texts on overcoming, I can do all things through, through Christ, Christ who, strengthens who strengthens me. So Christ gives us the victory over everything and anything Amen. that the enemy seeks to chain us with. That's right. So that was that. Um, Let's move on from there. And, yeah, I mean, it really does pale into insignificance as far as, uh, in a, a prophetic point of view, some of the other things that are happening in the world, like wars. Um, you know, we this, this past week, you know, Russia and the things that have been happening there and a potential civil war was in the news. Yeah. Um, and we're not quite sure how that was all averted, but um, that's kind of died down for the, for the time being. But whilst we're on that, uh, I was reading this uh, news item. When was this from? This was from June 12. So this is, I guess, a couple of weeks ago now. And uh, the headline was, Winds of War, NATO launches biggest ever aerial war games dubbed Air Defender with 250 jets and 10,000 troops in warning to Putin. Huh. Like the biggest ever NATO drill. Um, wow. So this is just telling us that what Jesus said about the signs of the times and those labor pains intensifying, you know, we're going to see more and more of that. And um, that was prior to this uprising uh, or this potential uprising, you know, within Russia through this, you know, this Wagner group, this yeah, my, mercenary my dad group. Was trying to explain this to me the other day. <laughs> but there's a whole bunch of them, sure. It's not just this Wagner group who yeah. are in the news. There's a number of armed militia that these um, so-called, what are they called, oligarchs have. Um, they've got their own like private army. One apparently has got like fifty thousand soldiers wow. in his army. Imagine how much money that person must have that he can he can afford to have an army of 50,000 some countries probably don't have 50,000 soldiers and this oligarch has them so they're kind of his security you could yeah. say they're his security guards there's a few of them a lot of bodyguards yeah so there's a number of these in Russia so you know God's holding back the winds of strife but when God starts letting go of those winds of strife you know Look out! It's going to be it's going to be pretty messy here on this sinsic planet just before Jesus returns. But praise the Lord! If we're with Christ, we don't need to be afraid. That's right. That's why 
Each day is that opportunity for us to make sure we have given our hearts to Jesus, that he has our affections, that we, we've surrendered ourselves to him. Today is the day of salvation. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I totally agree with you. So, um, yeah, so that's, so that's a little on that. Um, not to mention, you know, just, just briefly in passing, you know, the submarine. Oh, uh, wow. That yeah, was, that's true. That happened, didn't that it? That was so, I'm telling so you. So much has happened. Yeah, that, that was very tragic. Oh, and um, There yeah. were several nights I couldn't sleep thinking about them. I know. I was when, praying, you know. And, that they would be found alive. And Yeah, what a story. But there's actually so many uh, life lessons you can take from it. And, you know, that's come out that part of the reason why it imploded in, in the depths of the sea is because it, the creator of it had taken a shortcut on the materials mm, used. Wow. And you know what? There's many times in our walk each day, in mm. our, even our Christian experience, where we might be tempted to take shortcuts. Think, oh, you know, I'll just do this. You know, it'll, you know no, it doesn't really matter. But really, if we're going to follow Jesus, we have to give it 100%. There's no, there's no shortcut that is safe. Mm. We've just got to give ourselves to him. So amazing, amazing story. And, yeah. and uh, you never know what the day holds. So that's no. another reason why to be fully surrendered to God. No, no, day. we don't. We don't. And, um, you know, to jump onto what you've just said, um, I was t- the Titanic story is oh, a, yeah. a fascinating story. Yeah. It really interests me. And I share it in my seminars because of yeah. many lessons there. But one of the lessons is, and you're nodding so you know probably where I'm going with this, but the Titanic that was deemed to be impregnable and that not even God himself could sink this ship, there were actually shortcuts that were taken. You're nodding because you obviously know as well. Um, So when you do your research on the Titanic, you discover that in order to have a ship that was faster, they took some shortcuts and the necessary safety measures that they should have put in place from the kind of, um, what do you call them? Not nuts, but um, like, not, not nails, but, you know, the things that they, screws, screws or whatever. I can't remember what, what the official yeah. or, what, uh, or what the proper name is for the it. Rivets? Rivets, yes. Oh. That's why we got Shell here. Shell, Shell <laughs> does it again. Shell. Applause, applause. <laughs> Shell does it again. <laughs> That's why we got Shell in our corner. <laughs> yeah. She's just amazing. And so, yeah, the rivets that they used were not the rivets they were supposed to use. Um, mm-hmm. They were lighter than the rivets that were supposed to use, and that also contributed to those 16 compartments, um, those airtight compartments uh, being breached. And, you know, we know the rest of the story. And there were a number of other shortcuts that they took in order to bring about a speed record. And the irony, the Mm. maker of the Titan sub had had emails sent to him saying, your your sub is not safe. You need to change this. And he said, no, it's fine. Anyway, there's no shortcuts shortcuts in surrendering to God. It's all or nothing. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. Looking up to you. still listening to looking up here on the faith fm radio station and we were just talking before we went to the news break about the titan sub Mm. and uh yeah and uh, a very sad story but um we got plenty of other stories that we can talk about as well yes we we do and there's lots of lessons from that like we shared yeah there are yeah now um 
Canada has been experiencing wildfires, like That's huge right. wildfires. Yeah, it hasn't really made uh, the mainline news, but I did pick it up from another news source that came my way. And uh, it's one of the worst fire seasons that they've had. And once again, they are blaming it on what? Climate change. Oh, how did you guess? How did you guess climate it's change? It's responsible for everything right now. <laughs> everything, everything and more. And so, yeah, 17,800 square miles have burned since the beginning of the year. Do you know what that is? That's a lot of square kilometres, 17,800. And they're saying that there's a good chance it's going to run all the way through to the end of the summer season. These fires, they're just out of control and they're just not able to bring them into, into, into any kind of order. So they're saying these are some of the worst fires that Canada has ever had. And so, like you said, they're, they're, they're blaming very much um, climate change as the main culprit and saying that this will be our lot unless we do something about it. So it's interesting how you know climate change just continues to poke its head up at various times, whether it be floods, whether it be fires, uh, whether it be droughts, droughts, whether it be COVID. COVID. Well, yeah, even in COVID. We <laughs> COVID talked, was a result of climate it change. It was, it was. We <laughs> talked about that as well. Now let's talk a little bit about AI. Okay, again, let's talk about that. We'll talk a little bit about AI. Um, I came across this interesting headline, the World Economic Forum, one of its officials, one of its sort of big, big names uh, by the name of Noah Harari. Uh Sorry, 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 sorry. let me start again. Yuval Noah Harari. I missed out his first name. Yuval Noah Harari, he's a World Economic Forum advisor. And he's the one that we've spoken of in the past who wants to merge humans with technology called transhumans. How would you like to be a transhuman? <laughs> well, we got a lot of trans things. <laughs> we do have a lot of trans. We're going to get to that. Okay. And just a heads up, um, parents, if you have children um, in the car, we're going to try and be as uh, broad and non-specific as we possibly can, but we will be talking about some sensitive material, so just giving you a bit of a heads up um, when we deal with that in just a little bit. But this was the headline, World Economic Forum official calls for AI to rewrite the Bible correctly. Did you know that the Bible... Wow, so the Bible has some mistakes? Yeah, the Bible... To- no, no, not, not just... We're not talking about grammaticalists, mate. Uh, AI will rewrite the Bible according to how God should have written it because God obviously didn't get it right the first time because God wasn't, you know, God didn't have access to AI. um, So he wasn't able to pull all the different important pieces together in a way to bring about a Bible that could meet the needs of the postmodern man in 2023. So this is really fascinating. This was from the article, The Foundation. Uh, the foundation of the Christian faith is that the information contained within the Bible is the spirit-inspired, inerrant word of God. This means that the writings on creation, the flood and the life, death and resurrection of Jesus Christ are all factual events according to the Christian Bible. And it goes on and he shares a little on that. So then it goes on and shares what our friend has to say. He says, this is, this is uh, Mr. Harari, he says, Regarding AI, it's the first technology ever that can create new ideas. You know, the printing press, radio, television, they broadcast, they spread the ideas created by the human brain. 
by the human mind. They cannot create a new idea. So he's saying, he's saying that Johann Gutenberg printed the Bible in the middle of the 15th century. Uh-huh. The printing press printed as many copies of the Bible as Gutenberg instructed it, but it did not create a single new page. And so he's saying that we are now at a point where AI has been trained to the degree that it now is able to rewrite the Bible, not just copy the Bible as Gutenberg and all our other previous... And create new ideas. Create new ideas. That means New ideas have- that are relevant for today's society. That means you could have whole religions built off an AI-generated Bible in the future? Basically. <laughs> basically. So um, this, is, this is where, where, where some are going. And it's, and it's really interesting to see you know, how things are panning out in that way. And I think you mentioned on uh, our last program there was a, a church that had a church service based on AI where the sermon was yeah, preached by AI. AI. Yeah. I think you sent that to me. An AI-generated sermon. So... This is interesting. This guy Harari. Yeah. Who is he again? He is a World Economic Forum advisor. Okay. He is he is a Jewish um, scholar, not as in not a religious scholar, but a scientific scholar who is seeking to impregnate humans, and I'm using that term yeah. sort of metaphorically, with technology so that we can operate at peak efficiency. Like, with technology, a bit like half a robot, half a human, wow. transhumans. Well, listen to this. I'm just looking at an article about what you were talking about. A few years ago, Harari wrote a commentary in The Globe and the Mail, and Mail mocking the Bible, saying centuries ago, millions of Christians locked themselves inside a self-reinforcing mythological bubble, never daring to question the factual veracity of the Bible. And he says the Bible is just fiction and compares it to fiction novels like Harry Potter. Yeah, basically. That's where he's at. And here's a a statement from him in this particular article. He says, in a few years, there might be religions that are actually correct. Now, he goes on. Now, notice, notice, notice his version of how they will be deemed correct. Just think about a religion whose holy book is written by an AI. That could be a real, that could be a reality in a few years. So he's saying, the religion will be real and truthful and useful if AI puts it together because AI will put together a religious book that will be the template for how you can live a happy life in the 21st century because, I mean, the Bible, seriously, Sharissa, it's written from 2,000 years ago to 3,500 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, how well, relevant could it be, uh, he's asking, for well, clearly he today's hasn't studied day and age. it, has he? No, he hasn't. And if he would study it, particularly the books of Daniel and Revelation, he would be amazed. He would be amazed. Yeah. He would That's be amazed. That's something AI could not generate. No, definitely not. Only God. Now, on AI, my good friend Joe from my church, if you're listening, Joe, g'day. <laughs> Hope you're doing well. But Joe sent me this. And uh, regarding AI, this was the, the headline. Humans aren't mentally ready for an AI-saturated post-truth world. This was really, really fascinating, and it says here the subhead: the AI era promises a flood of disinformation, deep fakes, and hallucinated facts. Psychologists wow. are only beginning to grapple with the implications, and what they are saying is, we are now living in a day and age where it's going to be almost impossible to discern whether something is true or fake. You know, you know whether whether that's really Shell's voice or not. Um, as in speaking to you right now, or whether someone's generated this. 
And so this really plays into what Jesus said when he said there's going to be signs and wonders, there's going to be false prophets, false Christ, there's going to be a lot of false narratives just before he comes to create confusion to mess with people's minds in order that they may receive and take on board, you know, Satan's deceptions at the end of time, oh, which yeah. will lead to worship. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about this when you started t- telling me about that chat box. Yeah. What do you call it? Chat GPT. That's it. Sorry. And that reminds me of what Jesus said in Matthew 24, 24. He says, for false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. And I used mm. to think, how could the elect be so easily deceived <laughs> if it's possible to deceive them? And this kind of thing. Like if you don't know your Bible, if you don't know what God actually says, you could yeah. be tricked. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're living in, in that day and age where, you know, the researchers, the scientists are now saying that, you know, we we may get to the point where we will not be able to distinguish and discern between reality and fiction. Yeah. And so, yeah, this is all playing into that. Well, I should just take this opportunity to tell our listeners that we do have a giveaway today. How many copies do we have? We have 10 copies of this book. It's called There is an Answer by Alejandro Bullion. And it's, uh, I'll read to you the little blurb about this book. Throughout human history, human beings have looked for answers to diverse questions of their daily life. Which is our greatest need as human beings? Where do we come from and where are we going? You don't need to ask AI about this because uh, you can find the answers in the Bible. It's not in the blurb. I'm just telling you that. No, it sure is. Um, but yes, Alejandro Bullion, I, I have heard him preach, I believe. He's very clear at um, raising the problems, honest at pointing out the consequences, and humble at providing solutions. You will enjoy this book. And that's I'm um, looking at the titles, Why Pain and Suffering and Death, Can God Change My Life? Is It Possible to Be Happy? These are just some of the titles. You will want to be able to get this book because the answers will be wonderful. Absolutely. So uh, we'll give away the code word, which you can text through to our studio number a little bit later on. But just a heads up, there's 10 books for our listeners if you're quick. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right, let's talk about Taylor Swift for a minute. Oh, yeah. All right. Tell me about Good old Taylor Swift. Uh, I just just love the... The innocence of Sharissa, shall I just love the innocence of she? She's like, who is Taylor Swift? Who is Taylor Swift? I love it. I saw someone on my Facebook feed and I was like, did anyone get tickets to Taylor? And I was like, well, who's Taylor? And of course, Taylor Swift. Okay, Taylor Swift. All right. Well, she's um, she's hit the she's hit the headlines because. There are tickets for her programs, for for her concerts, I should say, um, that are happening in Sydney and in Melbourne next year. So February 16, 17 um, at the MCG. So that's not a small venue. (laughs) And at the Sydney Acor Stadium, which fits like about 80-odd thousand people for Friday, Saturday and Sunday, February 23, 24, 25. And these tickets went on sale and they went like hotcakes. Literally, there were, there were webs, well, I heard there were like websites melting down. <laughs> My friend Shell, our friend Shell has got the inside word. Tell us Shell, what's I going on? I have the tickets. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you got it? No, no, you, all these people are going to ring our switchboard right now <laughs> wanting a ticket. <laughs> no, that was pre-sale. Tickets mm. today, and they were all gone within three and a half hours. Wow. wow. And how many pre-tickets, uh, how many is that? I'm not 100% sure on that, but yeah, they're, they're, they do a, a huge amount just to try to, to break up the 
um, uh, when they actually go on sale, you know, to, uh, to yeah. do that. So they don't melt down the, yeah. the websites. Mm. Well, know. it's phenomenal. And you know what? Um, this, this just reminded me of the words of the Apostle Paul. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, he gives a list here of what life will be like in the last days, you know, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. And then he begins by saying, for, this is 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 and onwards, for men, speaking of in a generic sense, will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty. And then notice these words, Sharissa, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. I can guarantee you No one's queuing outside the church. They're not queuing outside the church. I'm running a seminar coming up in three and a half weeks' time at the Newcastle University. And if you're interested in coming along and hearing a message on hope, and how you can be ready for the coming of Jesus, go to discoverhope.life, discoverhope.life, and all the information's there if you live around Newcastle. The Newcastle University um, are running this program, and I'm doing it over a over two-week period. And I can guarantee you, if we had tickets, they would not be snapped up that quickly. Mm-hmm. And here we are trying to share the good news of salvation, and no one's really interested, by and large. And here comes a musician, an entertainer, and the tickets, and I don't know how much they are. Um, I can I can bet my bottom dollar they're not like $5, $10 a ticket. They're probably a whole <laughs> heap more expensive. Um, they are being snapped up. People are just like queuing up for hours and hours to be there to get their ticket. Amazing. So we're living in that day and age, aren't we? Yeah. The days of Noah and the days of Lot. What did you want to say on that? Nothing much. I was just trying to find the statistics on how much those tickets costed, but can't see them. <laughs> okay, all right. But I can see the penalty for if you get one and you try and resell it, you're looking at uh, $110,000 maximum penalty. Wow. Talking about talking about That's big... for a corporation, 22000 for an individual. We're well, talking about big corporations and, um, and big penalties in the next 20 seconds before we end this segment, and we've got some more to go. Millions of dollars in fines to punish online misinformation and under new draft bill that the federal government has put out. Oh, so you need to millions, talk more about this. Oh, okay, all right. Okay, I, thought, I, I, thought, I want to hear more about this all right. one. Well, let's listen to Crowder bring to us the song entitled My Sweet Lord featuring Emmy Lou Harris.
program and that was Crowder bringing to us my sweet Lord. Well, uh, just before Pastor Danny uh, brings us up to speed with that article he was just talking about before we had that song, uh, we just want to tell you what the code word is for today's prize giveaway. There are 10 of these books available for our That's a good very book. faithful listeners. We hope you're still there. <laughs> today's book is by Alejandro Bullion. There is an answer. And as I read to you before, this is a book that will help answer some of the biggest questions you might have, like, is it possible to believe in God? Where do we come from? Where are we going? Why is there pain and suffering? Can God change my life? Is it possible to be happy? How can we live longer and better? Is it necessary to have a family? And so many more of these questions. What happens when you die? Is the new world order going to be established? And when will the world end? Wow. Um, will there be a new world? A what new a earth? smorgasbord of yeah. big topics. I know. Huge. So this is one that our listeners should be wanting. And this is the code word you can text to our number. The code word is LU23 and the word truth. So LU23, the number is 23, truth. LU23, truth. Text that to our studio number 488 817-624, and you will be, if you're part of the first 10 to do so, in line to receive this special book. Fantastic. That's a great book. So hopefully uh, they're not 
they're not being distracted Look, by, waiting. by waiting for the Taylor Swift. No, there's um, no Taylor Swift fans. There's no Taylor Swift. Oh, now this our will, system hasn't melted our down. Our system yet. hasn't melted down. We haven't got five thousand people that are there's inquiring just 10 of, of the these book. books, guys. <laughs> Only ten. <laughs> this will test us. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy! I'm telling you, if you were giving away Taylor Swift, I know, wouldn't that get us? Oh, on like on Triple M or oh, one of those. We've got a taker. We've got, we've a, got taker. a taker. We've got Face one taker. Fantastic, fantastic. <laughs> All right. Well, onto this um, item that we that we looked at that I briefly mentioned before we went to that um, beautiful news. I mean, beautiful music item. And this is a new draft bill, federal bill, yeah, um, where you can be up potentially for millions of dollars in fines if you distribute misinformation online, okay, through through social media um, networks. Uh-huh. So online platforms, reading from this ABC News article, this was back in, this is just the other day, 25th of June, so that's like this week. Online platforms spreading misinformation could face millions of dollars in penalties under new proposed government legislation that bolsters the power of Australia's media watchdog. Mm. And so you can, by violating this code, so this is a proposed law, it's um, receiving submissions now, which is the case. They're hoping to, they're hoping to roll it out or put it into law sometime this year, toward the end of this year. Yeah. Violating the code could result in penalties of up to $2.75 million or 2% of global turnover, whichever is greater. And so this is really, really interesting. Um, before I comment of why I see this from a prophetic point of view, because people may be thinking, well, Danny, you know, why are you telling us this? What's the big deal from a prophetic point of view? Because all the news that we share is from a prophetic point of view. It's got to have prophetic implications. Before I do that, the Shadow Minister for Communications, uh, David Coleman, he raised some concerns about the new proposed law, noting this is a complex area of policy and government overreach must be avoided. He went on and he said, the public will want to know exactly who decides whether a particular piece of content is misinformation or disinformation. Mm -hmm. Hey, that's a very good question, you know, um, because what you and I consider to be truth, That's right. as we just talked about earlier with AI, with our friend uh, Harari, who believes that the, um, the Bible is the fiction. It's on, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's saying that AI needs to rewrite the Bible so that it can be understood correctly and uh-huh. practiced correctly. Who's to say that my understanding of what the Bible has to say on an important end-time subject when it comes to worship in particular will not be considered misinformation and disinformation. Mm-hmm. Like we've got laws currently uh, regarding hate speech. That's right. You can be cancelled. Exactly. We're going to talk about that as well. Um, so they're going to the next level now. Mm-hmm. So we've got laws about hate speech and discrimination and so on and so forth. We've already got laws in place regarding that. Now they're going to the next level of saying, well, if we deem that you are spreading misinformation and disinformation, in particular as a, as a, you know, a business, a company, or potentially even a religious entity, um, you can be up for millions of dollars in fines. Wow. So we know that the final battle at the end of time is going to be over truth versus error versus lies. Yeah. Satan will be spreading his lies in order to seek to receive worship 
and God will be sharing his truth through the three angels' messages at the end of time, whereby he will seek to draw people to himself through the truth. So we're going to have the truth and the lies going side by side. Babylon, mm-hmm. you know, which is which is really a symbol of, of not only persecution, but it's a symbol of confusion. It's a symbol of lies. It's a symbol for everything that is anti-God and anti-God's government and anti-worship of Jesus Christ who alone deserves to be worshipped. Mm-hmm. So this is all setting the stage for what's coming down wow. the track coming fast. It, it is coming fast. It's coming thick and fast. All right. So now I shared with our listeners a little while ago, you may have forgotten, but we're going to be sharing some things now. Um, I don't know how long we're going to take in this segment, but we're going to be talking about what's happening right now that tells us that Jesus coming is literally at the very door. Um, Jesus said in Matthew and in Luke that as it was in the days of Noah, as it was in the days of Lot, so it will be just before he returns. Yes. And so we are today experiencing life as it was in the days of Noah, where there was violence, there was wickedness, um, there was evil mm-hmm. continually in the hearts and the minds of people. Which is and basically the, selfishness on selfishness steroids. Selfishness on steroids, very good. That's a good way of putting it. And the days of Lot, or the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, which there was immorality. violence as well as immorality, violence and immorality combined. Yes. We are seeing these two now on steroids right. in a major way. Totally are. Let me, let, me, let me sort of go to a bit of a fun, well, not really a fun story. Not, nothing's really fun in this space, but this is kind of a bit of a, bit of a humorous story. Um, I read of the first dog that's been cancelled. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like I know all what about. What did it do? I know. I know all about being cancelled firsthand. I won't go into that story. Um, but the first dog in history to be cancelled. Okay. This was on Sky News. Oh, I've found it. Ah, uh, you have found it. And um, this was, uh, yeah, just an interesting report. There was a uh, an individual who has a dog called Bella. Yeah. This is in the UK, and his dog has this. Um, what's it called? It's called like a, a tracker. Uh, yeah, a tracker to enable to enable the dog to be able to be found when the dog goes uh, searching for various animals and so forth. Um, and anyway, the tracker company, the tracker company sent him an email during June, Pride Month, um, encouraging him uh, to. He's got a subscription with them because they track his dog through, you know, through their website and how, however they do it. Uh, to jump on board and to provide a lovely rainbow-coloured uh, cover for the tracker during oh, June okay. so that the dog can also be part of, you know, the whole pride experience and jump and jump in. And this guy was a little bit, you know, a bit cranky with this company and he told them to stick to their business, their core business, and to leave virtual, <laughs> virtue signalling alone, you know, t- t- to not do that. Well, he got an email back yeah. saying... As a result of you know your views, we have decided to cancel your subscription. So his dog got cancelled. Wow! Well, he went he went to the well he didn't go to the media, but he put this all on social media and it went viral. There was huge backlash um, concerning his you know cancellation, his subscription cancellation of his dog. Um, so you know his dog couldn't be tracked anymore because they disconnected the tracking um, that they provided. And so there was such big backlash that the general manager wrote him an email saying, we apologize for what has happened. It shouldn't have happened. 
please accept our apology. Your dog is no longer cancelled. <laughs> your dog is back. Your dog is back uh, being tracked, and we're going to give you a few months extra. Too bad the dog's offended. And so the dog's <laughs> really upset and offended. And <laughs> can you believe it? Can you believe it? And um, wow. so this is this is where we this is where we are going. And um, <sighs> so what we're going to look at now, parents, um, if you're driving kids in the car, you just need to be aware. You need to yeah, make your own decision as to whether they're going to tune into what we're about to talk to or not. Um, but before I do, before I share some of these things, I really want to preface something, and that is my heart increasingly is becoming more and more heavy with the confusion, um, the sadness, the destruction that I'm seeing amongst the young people. Yeah. And so... If you're a young person out there, especially if you're a Gen Zer,er I'm going to talk about Gen Zers. I really want to share with you that I'm praying for you. Last night we had our prayer meeting at our church, Bullaroo, and I asked the church members to pray, especially for the Gen Z generation. Mm. They're aged between 15 and 24. They're halfway through high school. They're into university. That age group, as we'll discover, um, are many under of attack. them many of them are under attack like huge attack like we've never ever seen before and i was thinking about this as i was traveling um here to the radio this afternoon i was thinking have we had wars in the past yes, yes. we have plenty of them have we had famines yes have we had natural disasters yes. yes have we had you know droughts um have we had you know pandemics yes 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 we've had that you know, for the last 200 years, ever since we began the, the, began the time of the end, we've had all of that and more. But have we had the social contagion that we have today that's destroying our young people? No. Mm-hmm. We've never had that before like we have that right now. We're going to give a few examples of that. And that tells me that Jesus is coming soon because he said, as it was in the days of Noah and Lot, so it will be. So what we're going to look at yeah. is telling us that Jesus coming is right around the corner. And I really want, I'm praying for these young people and I'm Praying that if some are listening, that you will take some of this on board and seek the Lord because He is our only hope and our only help. So I'm so glad you're going to talk about this because, you know, it's um, pretty discouraging when you think about the things that young people are facing and the, and the effects that it's having upon their lives. But one thing that we can take courage in, and if you're a young person who's having some of the struggles that we're going to talk about in just a minute, is that in the days of Noah, there was a Noah. Mm, he so was righteous. He was righteous. And God was, remembered Noah. The Bible says that Noah walked with God. Mm. So and even, Lot also was a righteous man. That's right. And so it's encouraging to me that in the most degenerate age in human history, mm. the one that's right before the return of Jesus, right before this mm. world comes to a cataclysmic end, God is going to have young people mm. who are going to stand up and say, you know what? I want to follow Jesus. Amen. I don't want to do what the crowd does. I want to take a stand and say, this is what. I want to do. I want to follow Jesus. And I want to live my life in harmony with God's word. That's right. In harmony with God's word. Really, really powerful. So um, just to share with you where we are at, uh, we've only got a minute and a half, and then we're going to continue this discussion. But the Daily Mail put out uh, a news item here back June 11 that in California there's a pro- – you're going there. Okay, you're going I'll there. Go you, you're going to tell us all about this. You're going to tell us all about I'll this when you come. <laughs> Proposed California bill would brand parents abusive if they refuse to affirm their transgender children's identity and let social workers take youngsters into care. Mm. So if you've got a child that comes to you, age 10, 12, 13, whatever, they come to you and they say, Mom, Dad, I want to transition. And you say, let's talk about this. Let's maybe pray about this. Let's seek some help, some counsel, and so on and so forth. You stop your child from transitioning. 
this law, if it's passed, will give permission for the state to send it to send in its social workers and to confiscate your own children from you because you're not willing for your child to go down this road until they are of age, until they're an adult, and hopefully God willing by then, and most children, you know, that gets out of their system, you know, the whole, you know, gender dysphoria, they move on past that as boys and girls, and they're happy and comfortable with the gender that God gave them when he brought them into this world. Ah, that's shocking. Well, we're going to have to continue this after we listen to Kate's song, and I think it's appropriately entitled Walk In It With Me. We need God to walk with us in this world, and we need to walk with him. These are difficult times. Jesus, I need you to do a work I couldn't do. Take this heart of stone, make it flesh and make it light. Let me see with your eyes, you love perfectly. Jesus, please be loved in me. My ears hear you say, this is the way, walk in it with me, walk in it with me. Holy Spirit, please abide in my heart and be my guide in everything I do. Show me truth, reveal the light. Help me when temptations rise, bring the victory, Spirit won't you live in me. Against temptation with 
a song she wrote herself, Walk In It With Me. Beautiful song. Mm, amen. And uh, you are listening to the Looking Up program and we have had a number of takers already for today's giveaway, but there's still a few available. There's still more books, so get in there. That's right. What's so the code word? The code word is LU23TRUTH. Text that as one word, LU23TRUTH to 0488-817-624. And if there's still some available, then you will be in the running. And it's a book by Alejandro Bullion. I'm actually impressed with my pronunciation. (laughs) I don't usually read them very well when it's another language. But yeah, Alejandro Bullion. Justin would be proud. (laughs) He would be proud. (laughs) Because uh, when I go to uh, California, the first time I went, I was... um, Asking what were the jalapenos and <laughs> <laughs> we were in the Mexican restaurants anyway. Jalapenos, I love it. <laughs> the, Aussie, the Aussie pronunciation. So yeah, Alejandro Bullion has written a book, There is an Answer. And he answers the biggest questions that you can have in your life from the Bible. So you will want to get your hands on this book. LU23TRUTH, text it to 0488-817-624. Wow, that's just amazing. Just amazing. Praise mm-hmm. the Lord for that. Well, just to, just to finish off on that uh, item that we were looking at regarding this proposed California bill. California yes. is one of the most liberal um, anti-God states in the whole of the United States of America, probably in the, on the planet. Um, this, uh, this bill would look to um, redefine or, or certainly amend, I should say, not redefine, but amend the state family code that addresses the health, safety, and welfare of the child in every household. Mm -hmm. So if you do not affirm your child's desire to transition, then you will be seen as breaking this law, this, this law that is designed to protect the health, safety, and welfare of your child. And so as a result... I shared it earlier. It's 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 hard to believe. It's hard to believe, but this is what the article says: that your children or child will be taken away from you by the state mm. if you are not willing to affirm, you know, your child's new identity. This is this is just phenomenal. Shocking. I never ever thought if you would have asked me twenty years ago, even ten years ago, or five, or even five years ago, if you would have said to me, Danny, you will be reading this kind of headline on the radio, I would have been, you need to take a break, you need to go on a holiday, you need some rest, you need to just get your mind back on track, you are living in Disneyland, this will never happen in the Western world. This will never happen on planet Earth. That children will be taken away from their parents because the parents have a different idea as to what's best for their child than their teenage or their junior or their even, you know, primary school age child. Mm. 
It's just phenomenal. But this is this That's how is, I feel every week on this program. This is this is this is <laughs> where we are. This is where we are. One um, one individual who is obviously very much anti this from from a particular a group, you know, a family group said this. He said, um, "This is a horrifying bill for children and for parents and guardians, not just for California, but across the country." And uh, yeah, it would it would send a precedent if it goes through. We need to pray that this bill does not go through under any circumstances. And uh, I believe I believe the the tables are going to turn. And the reason is <clears throat> because even people from the lesbian and gay community they are up in arms. They are saying uh, these uh, these individuals who are like just so forceful in seeking to have the the entire community adopt their views and support their views or else they are creating uh, more problems and more issues for the broader LGBT community. And so, yeah, especially lesbian and gay people, uh, the adults, they are up in arms, in- including trans people. I was watching Sky News. Now, unlike unlike Channel 7, 2, 9, ABC and Channel 10, which are left-leaning, Sky News is more conservative. Uh, that's really the lone voice here in Australia as far as, you know, the media is concerned. And if you don't live in the city, um, you you don't have Sky News unless you subscribe to it, yeah. unless you pay for it. So because we live in the rural area, we get it for free. But if you're living in Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, from what I've been told, you actually have to pay to have Sky News. It's not right? part of the free channels. Yeah, that's oh, what my friend okay. who's down in Melbourne told me. Okay. He pays for it. He, he pays to have Sky News. Anyway, this was from Sky News. This is back um, at the end of May. So just before the June Pride Month began, uh, this... Uh, transgender commentator by the name of Blair White, this is what she had to say. She says, LGBT acceptance is on a decline for the first time in decades following corporate wokeness and the push for the transgender agenda. She says, I don't even necessarily see uh, the corporate war that's happening right now with brands getting backlash and boycotts starting like Bud Light and Target. She told Sky News, she says, I don't see this as a war between the LGBT community and straight people. I see it as a war between white affluent liberals who believe that corporatism is an effective vehicle to enact LGBT acceptance despite all the evidence showing the contrary. And then she finishes up by saying the LGBT movement, as far as its perceptions in the community, is on the decline for the first time in decades. So they have pushed the envelope so far that there's a reaction now. There's a reaction now. And we talk about a reaction. This will blow your mind away. This will blow your mind away. There's a group called the San Francisco Gay Men's Community Chorus. Uh And uh, they shared this song back in 2021, July 2021, and they said that it's simply satire, you know, not not real, not their intentions, but it's just a bit of fun, to use their language, a bit of fun. And the the title of the song is We Are Coming For Your Children. Huh. We Are Coming For Your Children. Listen to this. I'll read out the lyrics. This This makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up. You think we're sinful. You fight against our rights. You say we all lead, live, you can't respect. But you're just frightened. You think that we'll corrupt your kids if our agenda goes unchecked. Funny, just this once, you're correct. We'll convert your children. Happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly. 
and you will barely notice it. You can keep them from the disco, warn them about San Francisco, make them wear pleated pants, we don't care. We'll convert your children, we'll make them tolerant and fair. Just like you're worried, they'll change their group of friends. You won't approve of where they go at night. Oh, and you'll be disgusted. When they start finding things online that you've kept far from their sight, guess what? You'll still be all right. You might also be like them. We'll convert your children reaching one and all. There's really no escaping it because even grandma likes RuPaul and the world's getting kinder. Gen Z's gayer than grinder. Love, sorry, learn to love, learn to vogue, face your fate, will convert your children. Someone's got to teach them not to hate. And it goes on, and here's the chorus. We're coming for them, we're coming for your children, we're coming for them, we're coming for them, we're coming for your children, for your children. Your children will care about fairness and justice for others. Your children will work to convert all their sisters and brothers. Then soon, we're almost certain your kids will start converting you. The gay agenda is coming home. The gay agenda is here. But you don't have to worry because there's nothing wrong with standing by our side. Get on board in a hurry because the world always needs a bit more pride. <laughs> but you don't have to worry because there's nothing wrong with standing by our side. Get on board in a hurry because the world always needs a bit more pride. And then it goes on and it finishes off with the words of, you know, come on, try a little pride. We'll convert your children. Then we'll turn to you. Give up the fear inside. It's freeing like you never knew. And it finishes off with, go and see San Francisco. Go and turn up at that disco. You'll forget you were ever upset. We'll convert your children and make an ally of you yet. We'll make an ally of you yet. And it finishes off with, we'll make an ally of you yet. Wow. Who wrote that? The San Francisco Gay Men's Community Chorus. Um, They wrote this song as, uh, you know, satire song a bit of fun a of truth in that. but this is this is full on this yeah. is full on and we know that because what is happening right now in the streets of the united states of america especially in june they are having parades they are having parades there they are literally having naked men and women literally naked like no clothes one instance on push bikes. These really? these men on push bikes, no clothes, that. and they're riding down the this street. There's families, there's children. Now this was in um what's what what's um wow. I wrote it down here, this Seattle. Wow. So in Seattle this was happening and um so you've got people um on some of these um conservative news channels like Sky News and they're saying this has gone too far. I'll, I'll read to you some of the comments from Sky News. All okay. Right, right. These are Sky News, these are not religious. This is not 3ABN Hope Channel or any other Christian broadcast network. This is Sky News. They they're secular, but they are conservative. They're conservative secular. And this is what they're saying. Bullying by radical LGBT supporters. It's hypocrisy. These are their words. Pendulum of tolerance and acceptance (laughs) has gone too far. They say it's illegal to take a child to a strip club, but it's okay to parade where total nudity and horrible behavior is happening in broad daylight. And they go on and share a whole bit. I've had to edit a lot of what they said because I didn't want to share it all on our radio. And this is what they said. The last 12 months, things have gotten totally out of control. Mm-hmm. And they give a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of um, highlights on that. And um, yeah. so 
they're, and they're interviewing, like on Sky News, they're interviewing people from the LGBT community, okay, um, trans people, lesbian, gay people, you know, others. They're interviewing the adults and they're saying, how do you feel about this? And a lot of them are outraged. They're saying, you know. Way too far. Way too far. It's one thing for an adult to decide what they want to do. Yeah. You know, if they want to have surgery, if they want to have puberty blockers, um, or if they want to have, you know, testosterone, injections and so forth. But they're saying when we're pushing this on children, we're exposing children to this, this is inappropriate Absolutely. and this has gone beyond where it ought to be. We've, we've, this is people from the community. It's so bad. This is people from the community. And so this idea of live and let live, which has been the, you know, the, the, the way forward for, for most of society in the West. You know, most people obviously are not that way inclined, but we're going to take a look at some statistics in a little bit. But most people have been, yeah, live and let live. You know, not a big deal. They want to do their thing. Let them do their thing. But now but, the children yeah. are being attacked. And this is where I believe the pendulum is going to start starting swinging to really hard. It's already starting to swing. And this sets us up for that final revival. And it's interesting. Um, Ron DeSantis. Oh, well, let me just comment on that. All last right. Story. Okay. Go, go for it. Go for it. I just think the irony of all of this is the word pride. Oh, yeah. It's not just the root of, I mean, pride is, you know, I saw a bus drive past me here in Newcastle and said Ride Pride or Pride Ride or whatever and it had yeah. big rainbow all over it. But but truly the word pride, it's at the heart of all sin. It is. Not just, you know, struggles here, but in anything. Like pride, 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 that's our big problem. That's how Lucifer fell. That's how Lucifer fell. And the Bible says pride comes before a fall. Yeah. It literally says that in the Bible. There's this pendulum coming. <laughs> pride comes before a fall. The, the pendulum's going to fall and swing the other way really right. hard. And this is what they were saying. You know that, that song I just shared with you, the, the lyrics from you know the San Francisco Gay yeah, Men's yeah, Community yeah. Chorus? Yes. This is not just you know coming from them. <sighs> this was being chanted in one of the gay pride um, parades there in the United States. I don't know what city it was, but this is what was being chanted, and I, and, I, and I wrote these words down. New York. We're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. Mm-hmm. They were chanting this as they were walking, marching you know, down the street. It adds new meaning to the Bible verse where the Bible says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. It sounds like the roaring of a lion. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is, this is just crazy. And, um, and so, yeah, we can clearly see that things are being set up. I was talking to my sister just the other day or even today. And she, she shares with me bits and pieces and I'm like, you know, the writing's on the wall. The pendulum's about to swing really, really hard. And, um, you know, only, only God knows um, how hard and how fast and how close we are to that pendulum swinging really hard. But I can see the beginnings of it. Mm. Um, Ron DeSantis who is aiming to be the next president of the United States of America. He had an interview on CBN, Christian Broadcast Network, and the interview was entitled God Has a Plan. He's got a book that he has put out, a best-selling book, The Courage to be Free, Florida's Blueprint for America's Revival. He's saying we need revival. We need God back in the nation. We need the values that this nation was founded on from the very beginning. Otherwise, we are going... To hell in a handbasket is okay. what he's saying. So We have to talk more about this, but we're going to listen to Michael W. Smith bring to us a well-known song. It's called Ancient Words. Are you enjoying? Oh, man. There will be the news, and we will be continuing this discussion.
Yeah. 
You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim. You can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. still here with us on the Looking Up program and really there is just, as you look around, you just want to look up. I'm telling you, you, there's nowhere else to look. (laughs) (laughs) The only place of hope and and sensibility is in the Lord. (laughs) And in His Word. And His Word. So, uh, Pastor Danny, where were we up to? Oh, I don't, I don't know, but um, <laughs> we're up to the coming of Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is about to return tomorrow, literally. The way things are going in the world, when you, when you take a look at where we are, you know, we're really very close. We're very, very close. And it's interesting because in Matthew 24, where Jesus, he says, you know, no man knows the day and the hour. Immediately following those words, he says, but as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the days before the Son of Man. And he says the same words in Luke 17 regarding you know, the days of Lot. So we cannot know the day or the hour, but when we see the days of Lot and the days of Noah in 3D stereo sound before our very eyes, we see that every day, which we are right now, we know that the coming of Jesus is drawing near. Absolutely. And so, look, I want to reiterate again. This is our final segment. The time has flown by. We don't have a lot of time, but I want to reiterate that I am praying for all those, no matter who they are, no matter who they are, that are outside of Christ because God wants to save all people. The Bible says God is long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And we are living in a day and age where the enemy has a ball and chain around every single person. And the only freedom is through Christ. So whatever it is, whether it's a a gender issue, whether it's a a pornography issue, whether it's um, telling lies, whether it's a gossip issue, um, whatever issue it is, there's a million and one different um, chains that the enemy has, depending on who the person is, no matter where they live. And so Christ is the only solution. And so we need to be praying for one another, and I want to be praying for all our listeners that God will give you the victory through Jesus Christ, and he will, no matter what it is. And so we need to be really, really praying about that. Now, when it comes to, when it comes to where we are in the stream of time, um, as I shared, there's a lot of parents now that are rising up you know, on all spectrums because parents care about one thing more than anything else in the world. They care about their children. And you would know that now because you are blessed, you and Justin are blessed to have your very first child. And I can guarantee you, when it comes to the things of this earth, little Judah takes precedence over absolutely everything. Isn't that true? It's true. You care about his health and well-being more than anything else in the world, right. even more than your own health and well-being That's and Justin's. Right. That's right. <laughs> um, and so when we touch the children, when someone touches the children, when we hear things like, you know, we're coming after your children, which we talked about earlier, people rise up from all spectrums and this will lead to that final pendulum swing where the pendulum is going to swing the other way and in the coming weeks we're going to talk more about that now it's interesting in harmony with that um, I came across this very interesting um, article from I guess Billy Graham's 
daughter or I think so, or, or potentially daughter-in-law, I'm not quite sure. Her name is Sissy Graham Lynch. She has, um, she has a, a broadcast, like a podcast, and she had a message on the Sabbath. And the headline was Taking Back Your Sabbath taking back your Sabbath. And she was saying how, you know, we have forsaken the Sabbath. And she's not talking about Saturday. She's talking about Sunday. Um, she's saying, you know, she's asking what do Sundays look like? And she's saying if ever there was a time, I won't go ahead and read what she says here, but she says if ever there was a time when we needed to take back our Sabbath, and she's speaking of Sunday, she's saying it's right now. Wow. She's saying the family is falling apart. Our society is in desperate need of the Sabbath that God gave at the very beginning of time to humanity. And she says it's part of God's Ten Commandments, and she even speaks of blue laws. She says once upon a time there were blue laws, and blue laws were Sunday laws that the United States of America had. Um, They're still on the law books in many states. Many of them are. Many of them are, including one I think she mentioned um, from Florida that's still on the books where uh, man can only go fishing with his family on Sunday. (laughs) <laughs> so it's got to be a communal thing. You can't go fishing on your own on Sunday if you're a man. Oh, <laughs> if you're a husband, you've got to take your wife and your kids along. So that was uh, one of the blue laws. But anyway, there's going to be more and more of this taking place. More and more of this we're going to be hearing um, people saying we need to get back to God. We need to get back to God's Sabbath, God's morality, God's Ten Commandments. We need to go back to God's Ten Commandments. So that's really, really interesting. So Sissy, yeah, Sissy um, Graham Lynch, this was on the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association website is where she hosts her podcast. And it was a 20-minute um, interview. I'm not sure if it was an interview or whether it was a straight, uh, straight podcast. I can't remember. But anyway, she was talking all about this. Now, let's talk about um, this phenomena, this social contagion. We don't have a lot of time. So I wanted to find out, what are the numbers um, of our Gen Zers in particular that are identifying as part of the LGBTIQA yeah, community? So I went to this website, YouthSense, mm-hmm. as I did a bit of Googling, and this was the headline, Why Australian Gen Z LGBTQIA plus numbers are skyrocketing. Okay, check this out. This is what I discovered. In our surveys, when we first started asking young Australians about their sexual orientation in August of 2020, okay, that's the pandemic, 15% identified as LGBTQIA+. 15% of Gen Zers. So that's between 15 and 24 years. They're your Gen Zers. When we asked again in different surveys in 2021, that number grew between 16 and 23%. So in one year, we've gone from 15, this is in Australia, to 16 and 23%. In 2022, it increased to between 25 and 29%. Wow. So from 2020 to 2022, it's doubled. Okay. What is it this year? Okay, let me have a look here. It says, and when our latest survey asked 1,367 Gen Zers, as I shared, age 15 to 24, nationally about their sexual orientation in the final weeks of 2022, one in three, or 32%, said they identified as LGBTQIA+. Amazing. This is phenomenal. This it's is huge. phenomenal. So this is a social contagion. And it's uh, driven by social media. And it's driven the by TikTok social media. Videos. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
this is like a tsunami. It's a tsunami that's absolutely in their face 24-7. So it goes on and it says, you know, it asks the question, so what's behind the rise in young Australians identifying as, you know, LGBTQIA+. First off, some experts attribute it to the pandemic, which I shared right at the beginning of the show, when young people had more time to explore and discover their sexuality. Secondly, the legislation of gay marriage in Australia also appears to have made a difference. I knew this was coming. I knew the floodgates were open. I preached about it in 2017. And I said, this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning of the tsunami because the enemy doesn't have an end point. The enemy is, the enemy is Satan. He doesn't have a point where he says, I'm satisfied. I've done enough damage. I've done enough destruction. I'm satisfied. I'll leave it there. I'll hang up my boots and I'll go home and I'll rest. No, 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 no. The enemy goes goes to the very end. He does not have uh, a stop. No, and he doesn't care about it. He doesn't care. He he wants to seek to steal, kill and destroy. That's John 10, 10. And um, and then it goes on and it says, you know, um, and it's, it's a very pro-LGBT, you know, this particular um, article. And it says, you know, they're being discriminated um, more and more so and suffering physical and psychological um, issues and safety and so on and so forth regarding you know, the, the, the discrimination and the homophobia and so on and so forth. It goes. Now, this is just phenomenal. So we are seeing numbers off the charts. So the headline, why Australian Gen Z LGBTQI plus numbers are skyrocketing, we have that. This is just phenomenal. And this came out February 2, 2023, so wow. just a few months ago. Did you want to say anything on that before I go to um, another stat, this going, time from the United States going, of America? Keep going. Okay, this was from CNBC, sorry, NBC News. So this is from the United States of America, and this is their headline, one in five adult members of Gen Z self-identify as LGBT. One in Q. five? One in five. So one in five adults identify as this? Yes. And one, one in, in three one in, ch- young... Gen Z. So this is one Gen in five Zers. adult members of Gen Z. So Gen Z goes from oh. 15 to 24. Okay. So that'd be from 18 to 24. Gotcha. Um, and it says uh, more, than, more than half of all adults... Mm. Check this out. This is an interesting thing. More than half of all adults who self-identify as LGBTQ are under 35. More than half the adults are under 35. And it went and it That's shared. And it went and it shared here regarding um, support for same-sex marriage in the United States of America. Okay, back in 2004, back in 2004, only 42% of the population that was surveyed by Gallup, which is a major survey organization when it comes to surveys. In 2004, when George Bush Jr. was president, only 42% said we are in favor of gay marriage. Okay, 55% said no, it should not be legal. Okay, of the United States population. Fast forward to 2022. No, sorry. 2022. <laughs> 2022. 20, 20, you don't want to be around in 2022. Trust me. <laughs> it's not going to be a good world. Praise the Lord. We'll be out of here well and truly by then. <laughs> on the new earth. We'll be on the new earth by then. Amen. Um, so in 2022. So what's that? That's 18 years. Yep. Less than two decades. 71% say it should be legal. From this is general population. General population. So from 42% to 71% said that same-sex marriage should be legalized. Mm-hmm. And 
sorry, and 28% said that no, it should not be legal. Wow. From 55 who said it shouldn't be legal in 20, in 2004, in 2022, 28% said it shouldn't That's be legal. That's a huge half. shift it's in been half. So it's been completely changed. And, um, and it's interesting. Here's another one. This is like broad population. 2012, 3.5% identified, you know, with the LGBTQ community. In 2021, 7.1%. Mm-hmm. So in what's that? Nine years, it's doubled. Um, and then you've got your numbers here, the Gen Z, as this was just off the charts in 2017 in the United States of America, because that's where Bible prophecy will be fulfilled. Are we nearly out of time? You've got to be joking. 10.5%. <laughs> we just started. <laughs> we just started. 10.5% in 2017. Okay, that's not that long ago. That number doubled in 2022 to 20%. Um, so it's just incredible. And I won't go through and, and talk more about that. But briefly, the Catholic Church in Tasmania is in the headlines. Now, I don't know if Shell can give us an extra minute or two. She may or she may not. <laughs> but um, the Catholic Church is in the headlines, the Catholic education, because they want to review their religious instruction. They want to put together religious instruction beginning next year for their high school year 11 and 12 students that's very much in line with the biblical narrative of marriage. Interesting. And the education board there in Tasmania have come after them like a ton of bricks. Wow. Like a ton of bricks. And they're saying... The Independent Education Union, they're saying you cannot do that and receive funding from the government. And they're saying a whole bunch of other things because you're going to be discriminating against you know, individuals who come to your school. And according to the stats here that I read, I think there are some 60,000, was it? Let me see if I can find it here. Oh, sorry, 16,000. About 16,000 Tasmanian students go to Catholic schools. Mm. Um, and so... They're saying, no, no can do. You need to provide a curriculum that is accepting of all. And so we're getting to the point where you will no longer freely, without being hassled and haggled by the government agencies, be able to share in a Christian school according to the dictates of your beliefs. It's happening everywhere. I'm telling it's you. in the education system. And you began telling us about how things on social media will be regulated as well. Yeah. Yeah. So whichever freedom is, is disappearing. It's disappearing. It's disappearing. Absolutely. And and Christian churches um, and institutions, especially in the United States, are caving, are caving to this narrative. You know, one uh, one university, Belmont University, which is a Christian university, um, cancelled the Promise Keepers. Uh, who are they? Who, uh, men. These are these are men. This group was formed back in the eighties or the nineties, and they want to encourage men to be. Men according to God's plan. You're kidding. They Men canceled according, that? They cancelled them because they believe in marriage between one man and one woman. Wow. And they said because of that you're no longer safe to come to our Christian university and so you're cancelled. Well, that's kind of a badge of honour, isn't it? Yeah. To be cancelled for well, yeah. hold, holding what God says. I'll take that as affirmation. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. But this is where we are. So we are getting to that point. And this is all part of the pendulum swing, Charissa. Mm-hmm. This is where the pendulum is going to swing. And so this, uh, this social contagion that has taken both the religious, both the political, both the economic world by storm, that's just like a tsunami, it will reap 
the the consequences through this pendulum that's going to swing the other way because it always happens. It always happens. Absolutely. Well, we need to put on the armor of God. And bringing us a song about the armor of God is Souls West Collective, after which Pastor Danny will wrap this up. See you. 
that was Souls West Collective bringing to us the armor of God. And we have reached the end of our time together today on the Looking Up program. It went so quick. It, it did. It feels like Pastor Danny just got through his introduction. Basically. <laughs> but we're ready to hear your conclusion now. <laughs> so what would Already. you like to share with our listeners as we wrap up? Oh, wow. Well, folk, um, what can I say? It's uh, It's been uh, a pretty hectic uh, time this afternoon. We've, we've shared where we're at um, in the stream of time, and we are really at the very end of time. Have to um, we have to be, and we can't have too much more time left on the clock. And so Jesus is definitely coming very soon. And so how can we, how can we remain on the right path? That's the big question. How can we remain on the right path? How can we not get taken in by this tsunami that is sweeping through, especially the Western world? And I think of the words of Jesus here in John 14, um, verse 6 he says I am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the Father except through me mm-hmm. and he says to and he's, and he's sharing this statement with Thomas you know who asked you know Lord we don't know where you are going and how can we know the way and he says you know I'm the way the truth and the life and then he goes on in verse 7 if you had known me, you would have known my father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. So the message here is how can we know the way, the truth, and the life? How can we know is to get to know the father, Amen. to get to know Jesus. By knowing my father, by knowing me, you will be able to stay on the right track, says Jesus. You know, So we need to have a personal relationship with Jesus. That's what it boils down to. We can talk about all these signs and wonders, That's these right. crazy signs and wonders that are going on before our very eyes. That's not going to save us, but only a relationship with Jesus will. And how we can deal with things tactfully. Like, I want to be able to tactfully deal with people. I want to deal with it in love and compassion. I don't want to water down the truth when I'm talking to someone, but I want to deal with that person and help them in a loving, kind way, share the truth in love. How can we do that? We can only do that if we have the heart of Jesus, if we have a relationship with Jesus, and if he is directing and guiding our way rather than me, you, whoever, just spurting off off the top of our heads. Amen, amen. When when the Bible says that Jesus says those words there, he says, I am the way. Mm. It means there's no other way. No, there's no other he way. He is the truth. He yeah. is the life. Mm. And, uh, yeah, beautiful way for us to finish. Look, after discussing all these things that are happening, I want to know Jesus. Mm. <laughs> I want him more than anything because this world has got nothing to offer us of substance, nothing to offer us of safety, but Jesus, he's got all that we need and so Absolutely. much more. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if, uh, if our listeners uh, are wanting to know Jesus, what do you recommend they do? Give us a call. Well, send us a message. Send us a message. Text us um, on the number. 0488-817-624. Yeah, and just send us a, a text simply saying, look, I want to get to know Jesus. I want to get to know more about him. I want to have a relationship with him. And from wherever you are around Australia, we'll put you in touch with someone who will help you on this journey. We've got people all around Australia who are ready and waiting to share. Amen. Would you like to pray for our listeners? Sure. Father in heaven, um, once again we come before you. We've, we've heard once again that uh, the news is coming thick and fast, that your coming is drawing near. Lord, we need to get to know you more. We need to spend more time with you. We need to have your Holy Spirit in us to be able to help others get to know you. Lord, you are indeed the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other way. There is no other hope. 
Help us, dear Lord, fill us so that in this final, crazy, final hour of human history, we may share the light of your love and your word and point people to your soon return is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we're so glad that you joined us today and we look forward to having your company with us again. The Looking Up program will be back at the same time next week. But until then, may you remember that fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith always looks up. So may God bless you all. I'll be away for the next couple of weeks, but Pastor Danny will be here with a few surprises. So don't go away and stay tuned. God bless you all. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up should the tears begin to start. With a prayer all your cares he will cast into the depths of the sea His love is all